we're always looking for those intangibles and that it factor and you know even a whether it was rihanna or a selena or now it's dua lipa again it's it's not just the performance it's everything that those ambassadors bring with them all right i'm not gonna lie i'm excited for this one because i have an old friend on the show. And I don't mean he's old. He's not old. I mean, <laughs> I, this is where I wish you had, we had video because you're still wearing the Puma tracksuit and you look great, man. I mean, let, let's start with the big thing. Like the West Coast misses you and the West Coast roots for you. We're joined by the president and CEO of Puma North America, Bob Fillion. And just so I get the title right, also the president and the CEO of Cobra Puma Golf. When you think about Puma, you got 14,000 employees, gosh, over 120 countries. But uh, do, you miss the, do you miss the warm weather? Let's get to the real question here. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Ryan. Yeah, of course I miss, I mean, who, 72 and sunny doesn't get old, right? I mean, it's, it, it's beautiful. So, you know, I, I, I say I have the best of both worlds because, you know, I'm a Midwest boy at, at heart from Detroit, right? And Boston has called me back in my career a few different times. And so I love Boston, love being here. Uh, but yeah, I was in Carlsbad for, yeah, seven years. And again, the sunshine never gets old. And so I feel like when the weather really gets me down, I go check on the golf business and, and head to Carlsbad. So suddenly yeah. you have meetings from like December through February in Carlsbad, right? Well, the interesting, well, it's, it's interesting. The, the golf business, the, the music really plays in the first quarter because there is a seasonality to golf. So uh, yeah, the first quarter, I, uh, I make it to California quite a bit because the tour is the West coast swing. You've got the PGA show in, in Florida, you know, a lot of the, the buying in the golf business happens, you know, early part of the year. So it is a chance to get out of uh, the winter time for sure. I mean, I hope I'm not, the first one that's wishing you a happy five-year anniversary since you've been named president of Puma because I know you're it's more than that now you're also the CEO but congrats man I mean you just hit the five-year mark you, you think about all these companies that go under after the five-year mark not that this is the same or different but do, do you feel like it's gone fast for you or slow yeah, super fast. Yeah, especially with the you know, the last couple of years and and uh, you know the world flipping inside out. I mean it, that that is just you know it's changed the uh, I guess the dimension of time. So yeah, it's it's gone really fast. You know I've been with Puma since you know I came in two thousand five uh, to start the golf category. So you know it's been uh, yeah I guess seventeen years. I just passed my my anniversary here uh, with the cat. So uh, yeah, it feels like it's gone by and it's been you know three different uh, you know periods you know, that startup of golf and then acquiring Cobra and, you know, uh, establishing Cobra Puma golf and now the, the Puma North America piece. So I'm sure we'll get into some of that, but yeah, it's, uh, it's gone, it's gone by very, very fast. I, this is going to be, an, it may sound like an absurd question. Do you miss just running the Puma, like the Cobra Puma golf business? Uh, at times, yes. You know, the simplicity of, of a single category, uh, all of your focus going behind, you know, that that one consumer, I think, you know, again, being employee number one in that space and, and creating that and seeing that strong growth. Uh, I'm super proud of, you know, Cobra Puma Golf and everything that, you know, the team is, is doing. Um, with that said, you know, the way I look at it, Ryan, it's like, 
every consumer now is a consumer for me uh, at, at Puma. So, you know, think about that. You go through an airport and what maybe one out of 10 is a golfer and diehard and kind of understands Cobra Puma Golf and, and what we can do. But now it's 10 out of 10, right? Everyone either wears sandals or a hoodie or a T-shirt or, um, you know, sneakers and uh, or runs and plays basketball and does yoga. And, you know, so I, I feel like um, it's, it's an additional challenge for me because now, you know, I'm looking at you, like, even if you don't play golf today, like, you know, I'm looking at your hat and your t-shirt and like, uh, why, why isn't that Puma? So it's, oh, here we go. It's, Great. It's new, uh, for the record, we, we've got no video going today. I've got my courageous, my actual courageous cat. So we're brothers. Yeah. We've got, we're both on cats. It's a lion in there. Yeah, but, there you but, go. but you're right. You're right. Uh, so, uh, look, when you look at the roster, you've got. Bolt, Fal Ricky Fowler, Lexi Tom Thompson, Formula One's Lewis Hamilton. You got Kyle Kuzma, which I you know, look, I'm a wizard fan. I hate to have to say that I'm a wizard fan. I'm a wizard fan. Some suspect fashion choices. That that pink sweater, is that was that a Puma sweater? <laughs> uh no, I don't think that one was. No. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay. He's like really right. I mean, uh, but he, he cuts through, right? I mean, it's absolutely. Like, I mean, look look at that suit LaMelo Ball wore, I don't know, it was a month or so ago. I mean, it, it's, you know, it's certainly the basketball dynamic has changed because there's as many eyeballs on the way to the stadium or in the tunnel as there are on the court. So, you know, you know, you know, when, when I was, was growing up, it was about, you know, the points and the rebounds and what you did on the court. And obviously now there's so much more, you know, wrapped around how you get the consumer's attention. I feel like now there is no time off. Like for the for the players, like you're, it's not just about the game. Like you said, you're walking in your street clothes, and that's an opportunity, and the lights are on. Do you, you yep. think the players feel that too now? Yeah, hundred percent. No, I think, uh, yeah, and even even you know, on, in the golf space that we we're talking about, I mean, think of think of Bryson. You know, now it's just like the camera's always on, the mics are always on, and I I think you know understanding when you get to a certain level that uh, it is definitely an always on proposition. And yeah, just like we were talking about, I mean, the basketball dynamic has definitely changed. It's not just the game, you know, it's, it's everything uh, around it. And I, and I think that's the case. I mean, what Neymar is, is doing for us and on, on the soccer side, obviously his as a cultural icon outside of just, just the pitch. Right. Um, so we're, we're definitely thinking differently. I mean, if you look at our ambassadors, it's not just world-class performance, but it's like, what else? You know, LaMelo brings so much more than just the game in, in, in Charlotte, as does a, a Pulisic or a, or, or a Neymar. Um, you know, you, you look at, you know, obviously I, I know you from our, our early golf days and Ricky Fowler. And, you know, again, there was so much more than just the score that, that he shot. Right. So we're always looking for those intangibles and that it factor. And, you know, even a, whether it was Rihanna or a Selena or now it's Dua Lipa again, it's, it's not just the performance. It's everything that those ambassadors bring with them, um, you know, to, uh, to drive our business. You know, you talked about like an always on mentality for the players. Mm -hmm. And then you said, like, now you're at the airport. It used to be one of 10, and now it's 10 and 10. Are consumers, are you always on, or can you, like, when you're walking around an airport, are you like, gosh, just give me a, a moment where I can breathe, or are you constantly, like, checking out everything? 
Yeah, I, I, I'm a shoe dog. Uh, you know, so I, I think my life is ruined from a, wherever I go, even if I'm on vacation, I'm checking out people's feet, right? And so I'm always, uh, always looking at that. And I think, you know, as you know, once you get in the business, you start looking at advertisement differently and, you know, just in your normal life. But, you know, I, I had a mentor early on um, that said, hey, when, when you're home, you're home. And, uh, you know, obviously, you know, being a husband and, and a father, you know, I think that's really important. And so whether it's again, vacation time or it's dinner time uh, and it's family time, you know, I try to switch off because I, I'm no good if I come home and I've got my phone and, you know, I'm still bringing, you know, work in. So, you know, I try to have that balance. It's uh, always tough and I'll, I'll take any and all advice that uh, <laughs> anyone can pass my way because I'm still trying to get it right. But um, yeah, I think you have to, you have to have that balance. So I got an idea for you. You know, you said you're yep. open, you're open, you're open to feedback here. So, you know, Please. we've got this, we've got this thing called the great resignation. I'm sure you haven't heard of this before, right? <laughs> uh, or I, it's also been called the great reshuffle. Yeah. But I, but for you, all I see is the great shuffle. And what I'm talking about is like, I've seen the dance moves, like the family has <laughs> got some seriously great shuffle. If you're not following Bob Fillion on Instagram, uh, there's some seriously good choreographed goodness happening. Are you, I think I saw one recently of you moonwalking. I'm assuming you guys are still, <laughs> still dancing. What, where did this come from? What's well, this all I, about? Well, you know, I had a choice to make and I guess it was, it was kind of, at the start of the pandemic in terms of TikTok. So, you know, my daughter's 16 um, and she, she dances, you know, she dances for a, a local club here and is in competitions and whatnot. And of course, TikTok as a platform is just, uh, you know, an amazing thing. Um, and so she was dancing, her friends come over and, you know, they, they were either dancing or they were baking. Um, and I was like, you know what? I'm, I've got a choice to make. I'm either going to, you know, get involved with her and spend more time with her or, um, you know, I'm going to miss some time with her. And so, yeah, I decided to uh, get into the TikTok thing with her and, you know, do some little dances. It's pretty short stuff. So it's not, not too intimidating. Um, but when we, we lived in Carlsbad and she was dancing for us, uh, you know, a team there, uh, we did some father daughter stuff and some competitions. And so I was kind of, you know, into it and TikTok's just, my chance to spend some more time with, uh, you know, my family. So we've got some good stuff on there. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, I think my family gets frustrated with me because of course my daughter picks stuff up so quickly and it takes me like take after take after take, but maybe subconsciously I kind of do that just to spend more time with them anyways. So it's good I mean, stuff. You're not a small guy. I mean, how tall are you? Six, three, six, six four, three. Yeah. yeah. And I, to see you moonwalking into the, it was <laughs> impressive. I'm not, I'm sure. You're, well, you're, listen, I'm from Motown. I'm from Motown. So I grew up with, uh, you know, Motown, Motown music. So. All right. Let's have that chat. Like, how do you go from Motown to the CEO of Puma? Like if I was going to do that, being born from Maryland, no, like, like, give me the, give me the path. Like if you were going to, what inspired you to go, like to go on this adventure? And, you know, when you look back at it all, again, starting in Detroit, how did you get from there to here? Yeah. I mean, the red thread is, is sports. And, and I'd say overall it's, it's chasing my passion, uh, which, which was sports, but, you know, growing up and playing, you know, all the sports and, you know, typically you start getting better at one of them. For me, that was golf, even though my favorite was basketball, but I just lacked talent. Um, and then, uh, you know, 
later in high school, I had a feeling like, uh, you know, I had a chance maybe to either get a scholarship or get some of my school paid for. And uh, so that led me to, uh, you know, the hunt for universities. I ended up at Xavier University in, in Cincinnati um, and played golf there and uh, majored in business. And then uh, when I got done, you know, I think every college graduates really at a crossroads, you know, what are they going to do? Um, and, uh, you know, I, a lot of interviews and I remember vividly like an interview for pharmaceutical sales. And I'm like, I'm going to make some bank. Like I, I can, I can make some money. And that is like, I had other, other interviews, but yeah, I, I remember that one. I was like, yeah, I can make some good coin. And, um, but it, I wasn't passionate about it. Right. And so I was just like, kind of falling asleep in the interview and it was kind of like, you know, kind of boring. And, you know, I just remember in my mind, like, but I want to do something in sports. I, I wanted a job where ESPN was like part of the gig, like watching sports center. Like I wanted that to be like, I better watch sports center. So I know what I'm doing the next day. And, um, and so I, I just, I just chased sports and, um, and I stayed, I guess fortunate for me, I, I stayed in that zone and I, I, I had crappy jobs, um, but I was involved in sports and around sports people and finally got a, a chance, um, you know, to work in the business. Uh, actually, the athletic director at Xavier connected me to uh, uh, still today, a friend and mentor at Reebok, got a chance to be an entry level sales rep, um, kind of hustled and then. You know, went to Chicago for a little bit, ended up in, in Boston, went to, to Europe for, for six years. Again, had a chance to come to Puma and then, you know, bounced to California. And, uh, you know, now I'm back. But I think the red thread, again, chasing uh, my passion, uh, being curious, being uncomfortable, uh, being courageous, uh, you know, at, at times. And, you know, that that's really really driven me where I am today. You've mentioned this a couple times now uh, that you've had a few mentors. And I mean, I always felt it took me a long time to learn that. Hmm. I just was stubborn I, or, or maybe because I was in New York city and you know, I always describe New York city, like this fast paced treadmill on 10.0, you know, and if you can jump right. on and, and you can run, you can stay a while, but yeah, the, the game of New York City, which is what it felt like, it, it could be cutthroat. Madison Avenue is, is, is very tough. Um, when I look back on it now, I'm like, oh, I did have mentors. I just didn't declare them that way, maybe. You've mentioned a few mentors. Like, are there, Can you share a few of them and what made them mentors and, and maybe some advice that you have about mentorship? Yeah, I think like you, Ryan, like you don't know their mentors at the time and certainly early in your career, it's not like I'm seeking out a mentor and, you know, that kind of thing. It just kind of evolves. And then later on, you like look back and you're like, that person really, really helped me. Right. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, you know, the, the first mentor was that, that first boss at, at, uh, Reebok, Steve Bandy. Um, he was the regional sales manager, uh, in the Midwest and, you know, really taught me, um, you know, how to sell, and, uh, you know, again, as, as a sales rep, you know, that's what it was about selling, you know, shoes at that time I had, you know, I had the Shaq shoe, uh, the big hurt shoe, uh, Emmett Smith, Sean Kemp, 
And uh, I'm trying to think there was maybe, uh, yeah, one other, but yeah, it was, you know, crazy time in sports and signature shoes were happening. And yeah, so, so I think as a mentor, you know, Steve really helped me early on in my career, uh, really focus on, again, art of selling. Um, you know, certainly when I came to, to, to Puma, the president of North America at that time, Jay Picola, um, again, still friends today and, you know, really taught me about uh, more people management and really open door policy and staying active with your employee base, um, which, uh, you know, I, I still use today trying to be as uh, accessible as, as possible. Um, we have a board member at uh, Puma Tour Olson that, uh, um, you know, again, a, a mentor when we were going through the Cobra acquisition really helped me navigate some uncharted waters there uh, and has, has really helped me. Just he gave me some good guidance about balance of life and, and how to work, uh, you know, kind of a crazy schedule and uh, focus on real priorities. And then I would say the CEO of Puma right now, Bjorn Golden, is a mentor for sure. Um, and, uh, you know, what, what's interesting about Bjorn with everything on his plate and, and, and managing the global business, he's really taught me how to kind of read the room and understand everything outside of the topic that you're, you're talking about, the, the team dynamics and, and how to, um, how to manage those, you know, in a better way. And so, I mean, you pick up things along the way. I would also say I probably learned a ton from, you know, bad bosses along the way. I think you got to take that, that learning, right. Um, and then, yeah, you, you get gifted some, some people along your, your path that, you know, just really help you out. And they, they become, you know, you say they're mentors and again, you don't know it at the time, but they, they help you a lot. Well, even sports, right. I mean, you know, one of the questions I had, like you said, like your favorite sport was basketball, but you're also a golfer. I mean, mm -hmm. golfing is kind of a, you're on your own out here. I mean, there's some team component, especially sure. when the Ryder Cup shows up, right? But like, yeah. you're on your own. And then, but basketball, yeah. like we're watching March Madness right now, it's the, it's the teams that go. Yeah. And so do you see yourself more like what, are you more of a golfer leader and more like, what's the percent? Like what percent, like, Hey, I'm going to take this one solo. I want this versus I'm the team player and I want to be on the team. You know, it's an interesting one. Like golf to me was, yeah, it's an individual sport, but you know, even college golf, like you're on a team, right? I mean, you travel together. It's, I mean, and, and that's, that was always exciting to me. So I, I was, you know, I was team sports guy. I was never, never really felt like I was, you know, individual sport. Um, and so, yeah, I, th I think I'm, I'm the team player. Certainly now you get, you know, a few thousand employees and, you know, a lot, you know, big team, it's, it's all about the team. And of course, surrounding yourself with people that are better than you uh, and, and make you look smart along the way. Um, yeah. That, that gets me excited now is team development. You know, we're in a growth period now here at Puma. We got so many, you know, open roles and, just had a town hall yesterday, you know, a hundred new Puma cats, you know, coming on board just recently and got, uh, you know, another, you know, a hundred that'll come on soon. And that's, that's exciting to me. Just see new people coming into the company, starting their careers. Um, and maybe the only thing better is to see internal development and the promotions, you know, within the company as, as we grow, which is, uh, you know, uh, one of the best parts of the job for sure. What, what I love most, Bob, is, you know, and again, we've known each other now. I mean, obviously, it's life goes on, but you come back and get to see people that you like. I mean, this is what you see is what you get. Like, for me, with you, I feel like 
at least from my lens, it feels this. I mean, obviously you're genuine, but I feel like you're an extrovert and you like to be around people. Uh, if are you a hundred percent extrovert? Are you eighty percent, twenty percent introvert? What's where's the number? Yeah, you know, I don't know. It's it's a good question. You know, it's uh, you know, I think when things kind of get crazy, like I like to cook. Like that's my creative escape, right? But I don't like to cook in a team. Like <laughs> it's like the kitchen is mine, right? And it's like if you're in my way, like so. I mean, there's there's times where you know I, I yeah either need to golf by myself or go for a run or, you know, I'm into the Peloton thing now. Cause we've, uh, we've signed up some of the ambassadors. So that's, that's kind of a new chapter for right. me. Alex. Isn't Alex and, one uh, of them? Yeah. Alex and Olivia and the DD. Yeah. Nice. They're, they're awesome. Um, so yeah, there, I mean, there's some in, individual things that's probably more, you know, escape for me. Um, but yeah, I think overall, I, I, I like people. I like team. I like the interaction, you know, that's fun. So how, how hard was the last few years then when you're, I mean, you, obviously you shift that energy towards home team versus mm -hmm. Puma team, yeah. but how hard do you think it was for you just sort of not having those interactions with your people? Yeah, super hard. Cause I, I think, you know, certainly at Puma, it's a, you know, youthful mindset, young creativity, young energy. And, you know, not being able to get that every day from, from the team was super tough. Like any, anyone in a leadership position, I think that detachment was, was brutal, you know, seeing your, your team, you know, on the end of a, of a teams or a zoom call, you know, was super tough. And then just the exhausting days of like, I mean, you know, these zoom calls, like on the hour, every hour, next thing, you know, eight hours later, you like, you haven't gotten up and you're hungry and, you know, all those kind of things. So I think it, it, it was, you know, without the playbook, brutal, you know, you, you go back and you rely on the same thing, which is a great team and individuals that really step up. Um, and, uh, you know, that that quote, uh, what is it? Ad adversity doesn't uh, build character, reveals it. And, and I think that's very true. Like, I think everyone in a leadership position kind of saw who brought game every day and really stepped up and managed through a real trying time, again, without a playbook. Um, and who didn't? And, uh, you know, I'm super proud of, you know, the team at, at Puma and certainly out West with Cobra Puma Golf. Uh, we, we outmaneuvered some people. We, we took some share through that period. I think there's a, a hustle part of our DNA. Um, and at the end of the day, it was about the people. And, yeah, we, we're, our business is to a place now that it, it, it seems crazy to say wouldn't, wouldn't be where it is without the pandemic. I mean, there, there was a trend and a casualization of America that certainly has, has helped. It's helped the golf business. It seems like everyone needs a long walk outside, you know, chasing the white ball. And uh, if you look at, you know, the product that, that we're selling, we're certainly, you know, in a, a tailwind and momentum with the consumer. And then again, I think as, as a company, we've done some, some really good things with some great people that have uh, outmaneuvered some others. Way back when, uh, when when I had the you know the, the opportunity to work on the business, everything Puma Golf was look better, feel better, play better. Is this still at the core of the strategy? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we still we still believe in it. Um, you know, I remember those days when we were starting out, and that you know literally was a tagline for us. And I remember seeing it you know play out with with our golfers. Um, 
you know, and I, I remember at the time we had a European, our, actually our first player that we signed was Johan Edfors in, uh, in Europe and, uh, you know, really cool cat bombed it. And, you know, we had scraping together money to pay a couple players and we ended up with him and Jeff Ogilvie as, as kind of our two guys. And, uh, Johan, um, so he shows up his first tournament and he's got the Puma gear on and his agent just said, it's like the peacock feathers came out. Like he was strutting his stuff and suddenly the ball went a little further and he made a few more putts. And it was like, we were seeing this look better, feel better, you know, play better come to life because, you know, golf is, is a lot of a mental game, right? So there's a confidence in it. And the fact that we didn't have a lot of pros, he was the only guy out there. He felt super special, super cool, decked out. Our thing was about coordinating the outfits, bringing some color. Um, you know, we always say we're the color and the music of the golf industry. And so, you know, he was playing into that. He wins three times uh, that year. Um, you know, Jeff Ogilvie, I think we were in today a hundred and he wins the U S open, you know, in Puma, interesting foreshadowing. He's a Cobra guy at the time too, which was, you know, four years later, we end up, you know, buying Cobra. Um, so yeah, we, we, we still believe in that. Our, our, our tagline is more about enjoy golf. So it's game enjoyment. Um, but we believe in the premise absolutely of look better, feel better, play better. We're working really hard on the play better side. And I think we're getting better technologies and, and, uh, creating uh, a, a stronger foundation in sports and sports performance. Um, but you gotta, you gotta look good and you gotta feel good. And if you do, man, suddenly you make a few more putts and the ball goes a little further. Yeah. I remember there was, it was, you guys were like the gateway strategy, and I, I was like the perfect guy. I'm like, oh, I'm a lefty. This game wasn't built for me. Right. So right <laughs> out of the gate, my mentality wasn't perfect. Right. But right. you hit one good shot. We talked about like, make that one good shot and you're coming back. You want it because you want to do it again and again. Now, the mothership, right, for the 14,000, for the big cap Puma, I believe the, the, the mantra is forever faster. Yep. Is it still... So, you know, it is that that that's that is absolutely our, our, our mantra. And, you know, we we believe that, uh, you know, consumers move fast. Uh, we got to be fast. And so we look at that in, through a couple lens. We, we want to have fast products. We want to have fast ambassadors. We're in fast sports. I mean, very top it's Formula One. Right. And what we're doing with the Red Bull, the Ferrari, um, you know, you know, teams, Um and Mercedes. And then, uh, you know, you look at the ambassadors we have, you know, we have a lot of, you know, fast players. And I'd say, I'd say outside of the, the real tangible things that you would look at in terms of fast, it's also about like being fast to be on trend and fast to solve problems for our retailers. Uh, you know, I, I would actually say through the pandemic, this speed of business and speed of making decisions and solving problems Again, I think that's that's part of our DNA. It's really helped us, you know, through this period. I, I just think business is moving fast. Our consumer generation hustle moves really fast, and and we 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 got to be uh, you know fast with them. And so, yeah, that's at the heartbeat of of, of what we're doing. You know, we at the end of the day, we got a leaping cat logo, and it you know it moves fast. Yeah, where we're aligned. So our we have four values: a courageous one is sacrifice. Like, let's make choices. Two is magic. I know we, we share a love of creativity. Three is speed. 
and then speed it's that but it's funny because we say speed we don't say fast for a reason like i think there's i think there's certain places where you need to go slow so you can go faster later and then force change like all this is for not if we're not making change for it and you need courage to change now in the spirit in the spirit of fast and in the spirit of puma you know uh Let's play a game. I feel like Puma okay. is all about play and it's about games. So we're going to play a game and it's called Fast or Slow. Okay. All right. And I'm going to ask you a few questions and all you're going to do is tell me, even you or the company, really you, do you move? Is it fast or slow for you? You ready? Okay. <laughs> Number one, first question, your mile time. Oh, slow. <laughs> Always? Oh, slow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I'm, I'm like a trophy buck when I run. Like there's there's nothing uh, nothing speedy about me. Yeah. Okay. So. okay. Ordering holiday gifts. Are you the type of guy that like can I get this done in a day or is it over two months? Speedy. I am. It's rapid fire. Uh, you know, a, as needed. Very right. quick. Uh, toasting with sake. Are you the type that's going to throw it all down? Or are you a sipper? Fast or slow? Um, I'm fast on that. Yeah, I think, you know, that's down the hatch. All right, we got just three three more. You ready? Next one. Yeah. This one's a toughie. Firing and hiring. Ooh. Um Oh, I'd say I'd say both. I'd say the firing is is quick. I mean, that that is you gotta be direct and and you know, straight shooter. The hiring what what I've learned, I mean, that's, that's a slow, like I I'm intentional with that. I think you really got to spend time making sure you're bringing in the, the right talent. So I, I'd go with uh fast, slow on that one. Eating chocolate. You know, I'm not a sweet guy, you know, my time in France, I, you know, that cheese, that cheese card at the end, like that's my dream now. So <laughs> I'm, I'm not a chocolate guy. I guess I'd probably say slow. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not grabbing at that very quick. This is probably a layup, but building culture. Building culture is a, a slow one. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it takes a while. I think, uh, you know, you say you can lose it quick, but I, I think, you know, that's a constant brick by brick, uh, you know, building very intentional, very focused. So yeah, let's, let's talk on that for a little bit. Like what, how, how do you go about doing it? How does it, I know it's bigger than you. It's the company. So how does the company go about doing it? Like, I always feel like there's an energy. You can feel the energy of a place, right? When you walk in there and I, you know, it's almost like a choose your own adventure. Like courage breeds courage. Fear breeds fear, right? You, yeah. you walk into a courageous culture, you can feel the energy. It feels cool. Are you an yeah. empath? Can you, are you like, do you feel that type of stuff? Yeah, hundred percent. I, I think, you know, leading by example, certainly anyone in leadership kind of understands they're, I mean, they're outside of the meetings. It's like, it's the in-between, you know, how, how did you interact with people in the elevator and in the lobby? And, you know, when you went to grab a coffee and, and I think, you know, you're, you're kind of, that's, you know, always on in terms of leading by example and bringing in an energy. Um, you know, I think it's, it's one of the important things about leadership, because again, you're not going to have all the answers. Um, but I think what you can bring is energy, you know, to, to the office and to the company, you know, every day. And I think that's, that's part of my job. So, um, 
Yeah, I think that's a piece of it. I mean, we have four amazing values at, at Puma, you know, brave, confident, determined, and joyful. Um, and it's interesting, you know, talking about being courageous and courage because, I mean, it really grabs those first three, right? I mean, being brave, confident, determined is all, is all part of that. So I think, you know, I rely on that a lot, Ryan, it, just in terms of, you know, th- those values and trying to live those. I mean, joyful, I feel like separates us. I, I feel like it's it's a separator for me. It's something that, you know, at the end of the day, I would say, you know, we're in the sneakers and the in the in the golf club business. Uh, you know, call it toys. I mean, no one's no one's dying today on on our watch. It's like we're somewhat in the entertainment and the play and the fun business. You know, we we're trying to put smiles on people's faces. And so I think the joyful thing is is critical. Um, we try not to let take ourselves too seriously. Obviously, business is serious, but we try to have fun at it. Again, I'm here because I love sports. I'm passionate about it. We're in the sports business. Uh, I'm with a brand now that, you know, Mick fuses sport with lifestyle and fashion. Um, and that's a ton of fun. Um, and so, yeah, I think, uh, all of that sets the scene for, you know, a a good culture and you try to, you know, get people that are good fits and, you know, continue it every day. I mean, you've already mentioned this, uh, Dua Lipa, Rihanna, Neymar, Alex from Peloton. I mean, that's got to be fun. But at the same time, yeah. like the first time you meet them, you like, do you fanboy at all? I mean, like, you know, <laughs> I, I just, you know, I, I've worked, obviously worked with Fowler. I've worked, I've worked with lots of celebrities, lots of cool people. But but there's parts of me that still like it's just so exciting to meet them and you want to fanboy a little bit, but then you got to keep it professional. Like, do you feel that tension? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, especially early on. I mean, I remember again, my early days, like taking, uh, Alan Iverson, uh, meeting him and we were on a tour in, in Europe when he was just at his peak. Right. I mean, that's, it's just unbelievable when you, you get an athlete at that level. And, uh, certainly at that time in my career, you know, you're starstruck, uh, you know, P Diddy comes in to the, you know, to, to play basketball with Alan and, you know, place goes berserk. Right. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, it's crazy. So as a, you know, 20 something, that's like incredible. Um, but yeah, I think there's a, a, a part of that. I mean, it, every year it hits me at the masters, you know, it's like, I, I'm just a fan, you know, and it's like, yeah, we of course got some great players. Um, uh, that I love having a relationship with. I mean, we say at Puma, we've got kind of a close knit family and it's allowed me to chance to spend time with, uh, these ambassadors. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm a fan. Um, and yeah, whether it's going to the Celtics game and yeah, you know, Marcus smarts on, on our team. So he comes to, uh, over to the office and, you know, hangs out and we had him at uh, a recent town hall. Um, uh, but at the end of the day, I, I go to the game at night just because I'm a fan. And of course I'm cheering for him and the Celtics. Um, uh, but you know, at the end of the day, I just, you know, I love sports, but it's, it's great to meet these athletes, entertainers, see what drives them. I, I think I learn from all those interactions, you know, what, what, um, you know, makes them successful. I mean, Jay-Z has been, you know, an amazing partner and just those meetings, I pick up so much interesting stuff in terms of how he sees culture and what moves the consumer and, you know, some of the creative ideas uh, that people like that, you know, bring to the table. I think it's fascinating. When you get a chance to kind of just be up close with 
like a Jay-Z or, you know, an Iverson and you get to spend time with them does and away from their, that their the talent we know them for, we'll call it that because they're talented in so many other ways. Do you feel like you we're all more alike than we think, or are we all, is it the other way? Yeah, no, a lot more alike. I, I think, you know, people build in their head, you know, these people and they're on a pedestal and, you know, the things that they do are just amazing at the end of the day, when you get, you know, 10 minutes off the stage, I mean, they're just real people with normal life stuff. Right. And it's, uh, yeah, you, I, I think you, you can, you're a lot more like than, than you are different, you know, no doubt. And I think that's what, you know, a lot of people talk about meeting an athlete or an entertainer or something. They're just really good people. And I think, again, I, you know, people like me probably build them up to a point where you think their life is just, you know, completely different. And it's, it's really not, I mean, it's, uh, you end up having a lot more commonalities. So, you know, I was digging around the website, got to dig around the website, see what you guys are working on and, yeah. and ran it, ran into reform and, and really liked, I mean, I mean, it's, it's like almost like a no brainer, right? That of course you'd be in the space, but saw the, the run towards change platform. Is that how you describe it? How would you sort of describe what you guys are doing uh, for the world? Yeah, it's, it's, it is reform. So we started that with uh, in partnership with Jay-Z. Uh, some of our early work was uh, you remember Meek Mill and, and it was prison reform. So, you know, as an ambassador and going through what, what he did, um, that really was one of the, the first big topics we were tackling. And again, reform is just kind of the umbrella of, of all the diversity inclusion, you know, stuff that, that we're doing. And that was kind of outward facing. I said, I think what I'm in, um, really excited about is the internal stuff. So we have a reform the workplace too, because I think it starts with, you know, uh, you know, our, our own, you know, team and community. Uh, what we're doing, not just with our employees, but uh, here in Boston, outside of our headquarters as well. And so reform is kind of this overarching, you know, umbrella that we put uh, the internal and the external things that we're doing in the diversity, you know, equity and inclusion space. And, you know, it is, it, it is obviously super meaningful to, to us as a company. It's meaningful to our consumers as well. So it's, it's a bigger topic, uh, which is a really good thing. And um, yeah, we're, we're excited about, you know, where we're going. We've got so many new things with the headquarters. I just mentioned we're nine months into a, a new facility here in, in Boston. Um, and yeah, we're bringing kind of two offices together in, into one, into our North American headquarters. And, you know, reform is uh, kind of a great pillar for us. We've got some new work and some uh, HBCU space. Um, obviously a lot of our talent recruiting uh stuff is going through a, a different and diverse lens now. Um, yeah, it's, we, we've got a lot of things, uh, in that space. And then again, uh, externally, um, you know, it's, it's some of the, the work, you know, with a Cara Delavine and the pride space, for example, uh, obviously very important for us. Um, you know, there's black history month, all that is under our reform, you know, pillar as well. So a lot of really good things. Yeah, I imagine every, I think you call them ambassadors. Is the ambassadors, is that anyone that's a celebrity athlete? Is that, you call them ambassadors? Yeah, I think there was a moment in time where, it's, you know, as sports brands, it's really 
athletes, but you know, for us, it, it really is, is broader than that. So yeah, ambassadors is, is kind of, yeah, I guess it's a broader term because yeah, we're working with, you know, coaches and trainers and, and, uh, you know, broadcasters and, you know, you, you name it, anyone that can influence the, the consumer. So co- these collabs that you guys are doing, it seems like you're doing a ton of them. And it seems like an, uh, I mean, an excellent strategy, right? Because who, like you already mentioned about Jay-Z, like who knows the fabric of culture than the people that are actually like driving culture forward. And so you see these collabs that are happening now with celebrities and athletes, as you call them ambassadors, T- talk a little bit about the collab process and how important that is to like understanding what's going on in the world and the products you create. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the ambassador space is really about two things. It's one is how do, how do you get a face for what we're doing, a face for our products, someone that can lend credibility and get the message out. Right. So that that's clearly, you know, one of the benefits. And then the second thing is, is how do you make sure that you're tapping into their followings and their fan base, you know, as well. And so, you know, we're kind of looking at it, you know, through that two lens, obviously LaMelo Ball, you know, gets us younger, edgier in the in the hoop space. Uh, I'd say Neymar as a cultural trendsetter, you know, certainly helps us round out our portfolio, you know, when it comes to soccer. You know, with Pulisic, we get Captain America and he improves our visibility, certainly here uh, in, in the U.S. You know, with, uh, again, a Rihanna, now Dua Lipa, Selena, I mean, you're getting like hot pop stars that that really connect you with a, a wide group and it's certainly a lucrative, you know, teenager uh, like my daughter. <laughs> um, and then the collab side, I think, you know, it's interesting. We work with a lot of creative people in, in that space. We just had one with, um, uh, we did actually a partnership with LaMelo and Rick and Morty uh, and that product came out at the, you know, All-Star Weekend. And, you know, it was amazing for us, probably our hottest uh, product that we've had in, in a number of years, um, literally broke our site, uh, you know, the, the minute it launched, which was, uh, was a new challenge for us and immediate sellout. Um, and you kind of think about that. It's like, you know, you, you're getting Rick and Morty as in the fan base around that and connecting them with with Puma. And then obviously an ambassador like uh, LaMelo Ball at a time where the world is focused on the you know NBA All-Star game. And, you know, I don't know if you, you know, but it was, uh, it, you know, the left and the right shoe were different colors. And you could see it, you know, obviously on, on, on TV from a mile away. And then all the, you know, marketing and social stuff that, that went around it. Um, you know, that's why you do it. We, we did a, a an outdoor collaboration with Heli Hansen the last couple of years. And that, you know, I, I use that one as an example of Puma's really not known in the outdoor space for, you know, hiking, trail running, you know, um, heavy outerwear. Um, but Heli Hansen is. And so we can do a collaboration with them and, you know, target their consumers and really you know, enter Puma in the outdoor space with some credibility versus, you know, us trying to, to do it ourselves. Um, you know, another one I'll mention is, is TMC. So honoring the, 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 the life and legacy of Nipsey Hussle there on, on the West Coast. And the marathon continues for us is, is an amazing, you know, chance to not only work with the partnership around, you know, Nipsey and his family, um, but also do something that's really culturally relevant, you know, there uh, and giving back to the, the Crenshaw community. 
Um, and then maybe our latest one is, is Batman. You know, we did a collaboration with Batman, the movies, you know, crazy. And, you know, you, you do something that ties into something that's happening in popular culture. Obviously a lot of fans around that. And at the end of the day, I always say, you know, we make stuff that people wear. I mean, people wear hoodies and t-shirts and sneakers, and they have a sport bag and a hat. And, you know, look at the two of us today. It's like, you, you know, we, we make this kind of stuff. And uh, when you connect it with something that happens and brings additional eyeballs, you know, that we certainly are, are winning in those spaces. Yeah. You said that earlier that the, I love the word you use, the casualization of life, you know, and, mm. and that's real. And I, I'm real curious to see, oh, are we going to, you know, pendulum back the other way and how long is it going to take before, you know, look, I, I don't ever need to see another pair of khaki pants again. I'm just calling it like uh-huh. it is for me. I haven't seen a, I haven't seen a lot of button downs. I certainly wouldn't want to be in the tie business at the moment. Um, and I, I, I don't know, Ryan, I, I feel like versatility and comfort are, is what's winning. And I don't, I don't see that changing anytime soon. I, I think people really like, you know, comfort is, is King uh, right now. And I think versatility of at home, you know, called Starbucks into the office, onto the golf course, uh, everything in between. I think, uh, you know, that that certainly isn't going anywhere anytime I mean, the, soon. The irony of Comfort is King is this is a show about, you know, taking uncomfortable risks sometimes, right? And and comfort can work in your clothes, but maybe, you know, in terms of like going for it, it, yeah. Or courage is at play. I, I always say, Bob, like fear and courage are brothers. You, you can't get to the courageous idea without first channeling it through fear. And since you've been at Puma, has there been like a decision that you had to make that you were just absolutely terrified to make? Yeah, I mean, terrified's a strong word, right? Big I mean, word. at the end of the yeah, day, again, big it's. Words sneakers and uh in right. golf clubs right so uh um but i i think a lot of decisions scare me um and i think that's part of of taking risks um i think it's part of understanding that innovation is the fuel of our business i think we are in a business that uh, you innovate or die uh, i really believe that and so i think that comes with the territory um but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of decisions I can think of that are are, are scary. I mean, hybrid work scares me. Uh, it, it just does. I mean, when you're detached from your team and you think about uh, an environment and an office setting that relies on this youthful collaboration, um, you know, that and to let that go is is scary. I mean, we're trying to have, you know, a balance to that uh, that is right for the business and our employees. But that that's scary. I mean, Let's be honest, opening up a $150 million headquarters in, during the pandemic in, in, in Boston is, is a scary proposition, right? Big project, you know, how are your employees going to respond and, you know, location and all those kind of things. Um, you know, our first flagship store on Fifth Avenue in New York, that's a scary investment. I mean, it's, it's, it's big money. It's unknown. It's very competitive. That's, a, you know, that, that was a monster let's be honest, re-entering the hoops business is scary. I mean, you know, we got a competitor that is dominant in the space and, you know, what is that going to look like? Are we going to be, you know, received, you know, as credible in the space? Yeah. We were in it, uh, you know, in the seventies around Walt Clyde Frazier and that started the, the Clyde and the suede. Um, and we've been in and out of it uh, over time, but how is that 
how is that going to go? And of course, there's scary elements to that. But again, I think it's all part about taking risks and understanding that you've got to you got to innovate to uh, you know to win in this business. Assuming we don't have uh, another thousand days of pandemic, what do in your mind like? What can you share about the changes that are coming over the next thousand days for Puma? Mm. Probably less about change. I mean, hopefully the change is less supply chain woes and, uh, you know, less pandemic nervousness and, uh, and those kind of things. But, you know, I think actually less about change and more about just acceleration, you know, more than anything. I feel like we're in a great spot, a great lane. We got trends in our favor. We're doing some good things. We've brought a lot of, you know, really good people and talent. And so I, I think a lot of, you know, our, uh, strategies are about, you know, doubling down on things that are working and just, you know, uh, in, investing more in, in those and, and getting stronger. So, um, yeah, I think it's less about, you know, hopefully change, just maybe change some of the bad stuff uh, will lighten up a little bit. So we're coming down the home stretch. Uh, last two questions. One, and, and I always like to say if someone's made it this far, we're here we are, like minute 51 or whatever we are, they're clearly they're clearly invested in this conversation. Maybe they're, maybe they are on their casual walk or uh, doing whatever it is that they're doing. How can we help? How can like, how can we help? Obviously if we're still here and we're listening, we're engaged in sports. We're curious about Puma. How can we help? Or secondary secondarily, what was like the one thing that you guys have done? That's like, I can't believe that didn't go. Like I thought people would be more into that. And so I'd love to hear from you like, all right, what can we do? What do you want us to look at at the site? Where to take us somewhere or like something that you were sort of surprised where it didn't go the way you thought it would go. You mean uh, in terms of career or do you think uh, as like products? I mean, as fans of Puma. Oh, like, fans of Puma. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, what hasn't worked? Um, that's a tough one, Ryan. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you, you, I, I'll use an example, you know, I guess Cobra Puma golf, uh, you know, was it eight years ago, we came out with colored golf clubs, right. And, and Ricky, uh, had the orange one and, you know, we had other players with other colors and you were really trying to break the mold. I think it led to what you see now, which is, you know, a lot of differentiation when it comes to, uh, you know, drivers, black is still by far dominant. Um, you know, I think we thought that that was really going to change and people would, uh, have the skittles of, of, uh, drivers out there. And, uh, yeah, we learned that, you know, some colors work and some don't, and, you know, people have kind of dialed it in and, you know, they want to see something that's very technical and you got to kind of have to watch how much color you apply. Uh, obviously white has been, uh, you know, a color that is, has been adopted when it comes to, to golf clubs. So, I mean, that, that one kind of comes to mind just because we've kind of went really bold and then we've pulled it back from there. I still think color is a differentiator for, for Puma, uh, and how we use it, um, uh, including in the golf space with, with Cobra. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, I think our secret sauce, Ryan is, 
is being strong in sports uh, and fusing that and telling the consumer something else, that there's a lifestyle and a fashionability outside of, of sport, uh, call it sport culture, and the way that we mix that up and fuse it we think is, is, is our secret sauce and differentiator from, from the other guys. We're not afraid to, again, have ambassadors that are both athletes, but also, you know, entertainers. And we always say we're at our best when we're the, the DJ, you know, mixing it up. And, uh, you know, I got two teenagers now and they're not like me. They're not just the sports center kid uh, and just about sports. I mean, it's, it, it's food, it's music, it's gaming. Uh, it is sports. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's all of those aspects of, you know, the, the social environment. Um, and that's, that's where I think, uh, you know, Puma's thinking about all those different lenses. And, you know, I think, I think that's, uh, you know, that's our game. Yeah. People are swirls now. Everyone's a swirl. Right, a little yeah. bit of a little bit of culture, a little bit of a little bit of food, a little bit of sports. Well, Bob, man, so good to see you, man. Congratulations with everything. Let's get you know when you when you turn to the thirty fourth year at Puma, we'll have you back on the podcast again. Then does that does that work for you? Yeah, sounds good. It's exciting. Thanks, yeah, man. I like what you're doing, Ryan. Thanks for having me. Thanks, man.